Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Michelle Franz in ABC News. AM 930 and FM 93.3 KTKN. Weather for Southern Southeast Alaska. Today, rain with highs in the lower 40s, south winds 10 to 15, increasing 15 to 25 miles per hour in the afternoon. This evening, rain showers with lows in the upper 30s, south winds 10 to 15. Thursday, cloudy with a chance of rain in the morning and afternoon, highs in the mid 40s, south winds 10 to 15. Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to a rainy little old Wednesday here in Ketchikan. What a surprise. We're nearing our first quarter of 139 years of annual rainfall, <laughs> and you're listening to First City Forum on KTKN. I'm Mike Clasby this morning, and I'm sitting in for Catherine Tatsuda, who had a personal uh project come up this morning that would not allow her to come and do the program but Catherine had very nicely organized a couple of uh, people for our guests today and so I would like to introduce Michelle Lampton which I'll do personally with you in a minute Michelle and Larry Olone both of you representing the University of Alaska mm-hmm. Southeast yes. in the maritime sector that is are. that accurate? Uh, that academic. Correct. I'm the academic up uh, the campus up on the hill, and Larry here is from the Maritime Training Center next door. All right. So uh, you're the radio rep, and you wear a lot more hats. Excuse me. <laughs> I Michelle. do. I do. I do. I do. So which hat's your favorite one? Uh, well, the library. The library hat's my favorite. So hat. what exactly does that mean? What do you do when you have your library hat on? Oh, you know, I do circulation. I help students with research, teach people databases. Uh, we've just joined the Alaska Library Catalog, so people from the community can have access to three million titles across the state. Oh, right on. Uh, through our campus library up there. Uh, so I deal with the community, and I run events like Ask UAS, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. Okay, sounds good. Um, what other hats, just out of curiosity? Mm, let's see. I was the prime mover behind, with the IT guys up north, behind the new uh, the new look of our new website, which just launched last month. Our new website meaning? Meaning uh, UAS Ketchikan and all of its uh, subdivisions. So that be the Maritime Training Center and the library, and then all of the main campus, student services, all of those things. There's a lot more things going on at the Maritime Center than most people in southeast oh, Alaska. True. No matter how long they've been a mariner. Uh, would realize that's true Absolutely that's so true. true and we've been here for decades mm-hmm. we have an instructor who's trying to retire that took a maritime class from uas when he was in k high in the 1960s is his name michael uh ben oh ben okay yes. gotcha awesome <laughs> okay so we'll come to you in a little bit larry because i know michelle has quite a nice little outline here um you can talk about more hats or you can jump right into what you're really doing here as the radio rep for uas let's uh let's jump in because nobody wants to hear about me that much i'm kind of boring well i'm kind of think you're interesting <laughs> but anyway that's your choice unless you get some scotch in me then i'm not <laughs> Um, Okay, so what we're really excited to announce is that we're actually doing an in-person commencement this year. So that's next month. Okay. It's April 30th. It's going to be at the Ted Ferry Civic Center. Uh, We're still working out the time for all of the guests. Um, There'll be social distancing, probably some requirements, maybe masking. But whatever the case is, we are off of virtual commencement. And this year, for our graduates, we're going to put you out on stage. and We're going to give you your diploma. And your family's going to get to come. It's going to be great. So we're excited about that. How many graduates? I don't know that because they're still tallying the numbers. Okay, and are the, they restricting the number of guests per graduate, or do you know that yet? I know that there's going to be a limit on the number of guests graduates can bring. They're still working that out. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so that information will be forthcoming. It will be forthcoming. And when it's finalized, where will it be found So first? it's going to be found on the UAS um, uh, Facebook page. Okay. Or you can call uh, the main desk, and I'll give you the number now. I'll give it to you like six times today. It's okay, so if you're ready to start right, we, we're going to, and here's the deal, folks, that are listening today. There's going to be a lot of area covered, and I've taken a couple classes in Juno with UAS there in regards to maritime. So I know that Larry's going to get into a lot of things, and there's different sectors as well. There's all the deck stuff, there's the technical stuff, there's all the opportunities in the trades, which I think, Larry, you're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, in order to conserve time today, and to uh, cover as much uh, area and as many topics as we possibly can, um, Larry and Michelle 
and or we'll be giving you phone numbers to call if you have specific questions as we meander through all of this That's stuff. Right. And that way, instead of trying to call here and fumble through a question and then they say, well, we should, we'll have to talk to you about that later. You can call directly to UAS mm-hmm. to the right number and go directly to where you need to get your most accurate information. Is that fair enough? Yeah, that's fair. And our staff is super helpful, super helpful, super friendly, and they get stuff done. Like they really do get stuff done. Okay, so next on for you. Um, okay, and the reason I'm saying about commencement now. Oh, the phone now, number. You were going to give a phone number. Yeah, it's two two eight four five one one. The reason Sweet, we're talking whoops, about it. Whoops, slow down. We're oh. on radio. We're not oh. on the newspaper. Now give them the number again. Really slow. <laughs> it's two two eight. It's nine zero seven two two eight four five one one. Maybe I should be one of those people who reads fine print on the bottom of loan commercials. <laughs> yeah, you could do. There you go. Okay, there you go. One more time, the number, and then I'll shut up. Uh, 907-228-4511. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So the reason we're mentioning commencement now is because the planning is happening. When we're back on uh, First City Forums next month, we'll have more details about the dates. But for those graduates who are hoping to bring family into town for this, since it's a big deal for us to be in person again, you now have your tip off that, hey, we might want to bring family in. So you should call us and try to get details sooner than the next time we're on the radio. So we're really excited about it. We want to celebrate our graduates. They've done an incredible job to get here, especially through all of the rough that has been the last two years. So we're really proud of everybody. We're happy to be having this event. And that phone number was for people that want information on commencement. For everything. That number is going to be the number essentially for everything today. Oh, it is? Yes. Okay, good. Keep Very it good. really Fair simple. enough. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, so we have our spring registration up. That's the next topic. Our classes are already set, and you can get online at uh, UAS, I'm sorry, catch.alaska.edu. That's K-E-T-C-H dot Alaska.edu, or you can call us at 228-4511. Um, so our spring classes are, are up. And for you to review, I'm sorry, your summer classes, and to register for. And so summer is a really great time to get your, um, like your basic requirements out of the way. Introduction to geography, introduction to poli-sci. For teachers who need to renew certificates, we have a lot of teaching classes uh, that meet the Alaska's requirement to get your certificate renewed. And so there's flyers available for that. I think um, they've been already posted around town, so keep your eyes out for that. Or just call us or go online and check. Uh, A nice thing that's happening today is Introduction to Citizen Science is starting. Uh, That's a community interest class. So we we really pride ourselves on campus to have community interest classes as well as just for academic credit classes. So those classes are actually starting today? Uh, Well, this class I'm about to talk about is starting tonight. One class? One class. Okay. So it's Introduction to Citizen Science. Uh, It's a community interest class. There is potentially full scholarship available for anybody who applies or who registers for it, whether it's for credit as a student or as a community member. And what's going to be happening is we're going to be uh, using the participants in the class to gather information on hummingbird population and migration here locally in uh, southeast Alaska and in Ketchikan. And that information is going to be consolidated by uh, some of our students after the class is over. It's a four-day class, four Wednesdays. Uh, It's an evening class, and I'll give the dates and the times in just a second. But what's really exciting is this information gets to use gets to be used nationally and internationally by scientists to address uh, bird migration patterns, climate change, uh, any number of things that are happening with our environment. And it's the first in some community science, uh, community citizen science classes that we're running. And in the summer, we'll have another one that's also eligible for scholarships. Uh, it's going to be working with Smithsonian. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So like, so if you're interested in this at all, I would just ask you to go ahead and give us a call as soon as the show is over to see if you can get signed up before tonight. The class is uh, Wednesdays, 5 p.m. to 8.15 p.m. on March 16th, March 23rd, April 6th, and April 13th. So it's just four Wednesdays that you're giving up. Um, it's a really good class. And you might be able to get it for free with the scholarship coverage. Now, what if somebody didn't know about that until right now? Mm-hmm. and they're restricted tonight to attend, would they be able to pick up the other three and make up this one? And is that, or is that up to the professor, which happens to be? I, uh, that's Dr. Charmaine Robinson. Okay. And so she is our, um, I, I want to call her, her our new science faculty, but it's not. She's been here for like a year, hasn't she? Yes, she has. She has, and she's just been doing phenomenal work. She's just done a bunch of research on uh, cold weather diving uh, dexterity oh, for right our on. divers, yes, like yes. for our fisheries. Yep. And she'll be giving an Ask UAS next month that we'll talk about next month. 
Um, she's really great. She's very engaging. The students all love her. Uh, the community members who attend her events, because she's given Ask UASs, really enjoy her. Uh, as to your question, I think you just need to call that 228-4511 and, and see how much we can work with you. Yep. And this campus really works with you. I mean, so. I can't speak for the professor nor the UAS on this show because I'm not representing them. I'm representing the station. <laughs> but um, a couple of incidents came up at UAS in Juneau, and there was a little bit of wiggle room. Mm -hmm. And that's important. You mentioned bird migration as part of the citizen science program. Yes. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, does bird migration depend on feed? And then are you also following feed migration? For example, if there's a particular species of fish that the birds are following? Well, I or think do you know? For the, well, I don't know. I, I don't know about seabirds. Barbara Morgan would probably be the, the better person to talk about that, Professor Morgan. Uh, the hummingbird, the citizen science that Charmaine Robinson is running is on hummingbird migration specifically. Oh, so, okay, gotcha. Right, so gotcha. we're not talking so about not fish. not seabirds, okay. Um, I know that in, in talking, because we've had an ornithologist come up to Ketchikan before talking about hummingbird migration and, and feeders, and so I know that that'll be a component of the research to answer your question. The reason I ask that question for people that are listening is because sometimes somebody, some people are not aware of the breadth and the in-depth detail that you can get into and mm -hmm. the projects that are really fun. And how I know about this, Larry, is that my son in Montana has traveled all over the Pacific, back on the East Coast, and he's working on his PhD right now. He got his master's, and he has done a very similar, really wide spectrum oh, very cool. off of this. And so nice. I, it's been really interesting for me to follow him. And he's been to Morocco, and he's been on the East Coast, and he's been 28 days in the Pacific on a sailboat that was gathering up, you know, specimens. And, and they were they were ongoing tracking. So this can lead into a whole new career. That's why I'm trying to expand the information for somebody that's listening they go i didn't even really know you could do that you can you can it's fascinating i've been to a number of bird talks here in in ketchikan and i remember one specifically on hummingbirds i hope mm -hmm. i remember the details correct but they may migrate up on the coast mm -hmm. and then as the summer goes along and the higher meadows open up and flowers start to boom bloom they move up over there they eat there and then they cross over to the eastern side of the mountains and they migrate back down into the states really so these little tiny birds actually have significant uh, migration patterns they they're do. fascinating they're beautiful and they're very interesting well it's amazing about migration that we talk about in southeast alaska and the pacific when we talk about little tiny hummingbirds and great big humpback whales True. Um, true. It's all I, interconnected. So all interconnected. They are, and this this is the whole fascinating thing about science. And we're in such a wonderful God's territory to to learn about all this stuff. And this is going to lead, I hope, into the trades that you're going to talk about, because there's not only all these wonderful experiences and educational opportunities, but there's also some serious trade opportunities that can they can outline your life for now till retirement there are excellent jobs available here yeah. the uh i work part-time in juno for a whale watch company up until of course two years ago when commencement oh. quit along with everything right. else in whale watching and uh we talked about and i never knew anything i'm a montana farm boy so it was fascinating to me to come up here and work in radio and then all of a sudden find out what i'd really landed into and as far as the atmosphere and the opportunities and it was a great learning experience for me i did a lot of studies i got some good guidance from people there i've listened to people here i worked in sitka and then finally when we kept talking to tourists about the uh, migration of the maui whales who come up here and tra travel 3,000 miles one way with their pups or when they're pregnant or when they're getting ready to be you know sometimes they're going to make six round trips at 6,000 miles each round trip which is you know, 36,000 miles those things travel, and how they travel, and why they travel, and from where they travel. So I decided I wanted to go to Maui and see <laughs> the Maui whales on that end in their playground where they're messing around and getting pregnant or Very just cool. out enjoying things. That and then fair to me. we saw some from Juneau that were over there. Wow. And I have a friend that was a captain over there, and he worked a summer up here as a captain, and I worked with him. So he knew the whales intimately. And then I found out that three or four of the other people that work in the same industry in Juneau had gone over there to do the same thing. So for you youngsters out there or middlesters or oldsters like me, I am in my 70s, Larry. And it's I'm all right behind you. <laughs> it's all fascinating to me, and we can never stop learning. So that's what 
all are some of the things you're going to talk about today for people that are interested. So let's get paying attention, folks, because the world is your oyster in the Pacific here in southeast Alaska. It absolutely is. And speaking of that, at the end of the month on the 31st at 6 p.m., so that's Thursday, we have Professor Gary Freitag, uh, who teaches oceanography. He's going to be giving um, our first of the spring semester Ask UAS events. So that is... Observed, he's going to be talking about observed changes in our local fisheries uh, from observed climate changes. And uh, in fact, I've just, <laughs> it's a bad day. I picked a bad day to put flyers up. I've been putting flyers up for it. Oh, yeah. Well, you, it's a good thing you didn't do it two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he'll be, he'll be in the library. So the library, when you were talking about my hats, we have these events where we have our, our professors and our, um, our other experts in the field who live in Ketchikan give events and people come and ask questions and they give these pub- public lectures for free. Uh, we've been stuck doing it on Facebook online because of university policy since COVID hit. This is our first time where you can attend in person. Uh, you have to RSVP, so call, you know, 228-4511. Okay. Um, but you can actually attend this in person. We have some limited seating and it will be on Facebook Live. Um, Gary will be making the rounds on the radio and um, there's stuff on Facebook and I'll give those addresses at the end of the session so we can move on to the Maritime Training Center. But if you're interested in, again, those studies about, you know, migration and Gary talks about uh, fish migration, whale migration, plankton migration. In May, he gave this really great lecture on plankton migration um, and climate impact. And so he'll be 6 p.m. Thursday, the 31st. Uh, up at the campus library giving giving a talk on our local fisheries and climate change. Gary's great. He's a very engaging speaker. Mm-hmm. He's very really? good, yes, to, good very. to attend, yeah. Yeah. And his name is? Gary Freitag. Freitag, okay. Mm-hmm. Recently retired professor from actually UAF, but he's, right. he's been working down here for yeah. decades. He's a professor emeritus now, so yes. he's, he's, he's stuck with us. <laughs> yep. he, can't, he can't get away. Well, it's interesting, all of the people and the history of their careers that have come to help out students in the UAS and what. You get an old Coastie that's been out there for 25 years and zoned their own boat and done every other thing. They're not only going to be able to talk to you about diesel and welding and hydraulics and refrigeration because they've had to deal with all of it on their own, stuck out somewhere where they had no help. Or they are going to get into the proper uh, traffic patterns and whatnot which is really interesting to me because i actually took the rules of the road masters or captain's course in juno and uh i never realized when you're out sport uh uh, what am i trying to say pleasure fishing and not even really commercial sports fishing but you're on your little boat whether it's and it's not a 50 meter long vessel and um the mechanics and all of the maintenance that has going on in the big ones is big enough, but in a little one, and then all of a sudden, if you have a problem, you're dealing with the same rules, rules of the road, as they call them, as the big guys are. So lately, I've been down in Seattle watching all the water traffic down there. Um, I've been up here in Ketchikan and Juneau. I was in uh, uh, Puerto Vallarta a month ago and watching all of the maritime traffic is there. It's absolutely amazing to me what really goes behind that because somebody that's only ever driven in Ketchikan and you take them down and stick them on I-80 out of Seattle at drive time traffic, they don't have a clue how to drive in that traffic. Absolutely true. Every single one of those uh, parameters fits into driving a vessel. It absolutely does. The basic, but the most important thing when you're out there is just remember the tonnage rule. He who has the tonnage rules. Yeah. That's he one. who has the tonnage rules. That's that, a good one. He has the most tonnage rules, right? <laughs> okay. Well, I yeah. keep diverting yeah. you guys out of the traffic lane. Um, so Gary Freitag, the the good. I mean, so like it's perfect, right? You're talking about migration, and you're talking about uh, ocean life migration, and uh, Gary will be up at the end of the month talking about climate change on our local fisheries. The citizen science class that's happening in May, that's five days, that's actually being taught by Professor Freitag okay. um, and Barbara Morgan, who's you know really well-known local naturalist with her own groupies. Um, and that's going to be an introduction to marine invasive species. So there's two really great citizen science classes here. So if you want to get into this and see, as a student, maybe I want to do a career in this, it's perfect. If you're a community member and you want something to do and want to do something that's going to be impactful and you'll be working with the Smithsonian uh, Research Project and things like that, like Gary Freitag's going to be talking about invasive species that are moving up here. Right. As well as because of climate change. It's all going to, it's all mixing together with the class that's happening uh, starting tonight, the Ask UAS that's happening at the end of the month, 
and this other class that's happening in May. Invasive species is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize the para- what the ramifications of that can be. If you're in the lower 48 somewhere and you're driving somewhere where you can't see a drop of water within miles and you're stop station and it says all water vessels all boats all life rafts all of that have to stop and get checked mm-hmm. you know what they're doing right they're why don't you tell them from your side invasive species right and uh, the uh, instances of um, uh, weeds and things like that being spread among waterways down south is 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 amazing you know you get a, a few little weeds dragging off the prop or the trailer things like that they're looking for that kind of stuff and you're and you're absolutely right if you're in the southwest in desert country down there you haven't seen anything green for miles and miles and there's a boat check station you yep. just got to go why is that well mm-hmm. it's it's invasive species weeds and fish and anybody that pays attention to the stuff at all just know how these things are very pervasive and they're pervasive here in southeast alaska also Okay, good. So all that's going to tie into whatever you're going to enter in. Um, Michelle, you mentioned about there might be scholarships for the citizen science. Yes, yes. Now, if I'm out there listening to that, and then is there going to be one for the class in May as well as your yes. opportunity? Yes, because both of those are funded <clears throat> by a USDA grant. Okay, so all of a sudden, if they run out of scholarships, what might it cost me if I want to take the class anyway? Um, do you know that? Oh, God. I is don't it charged per, per uh, um, what do you call them? I think 267 is the cost, but... Like the scholarships are freely available. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. So, so that's probably not a barrier. Right. It's 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 they're grant funded intentionally to not be a barrier so that we can get people into the community to be doing this research that benefits the wider scientific community in especially in the country. Good. Well, if I'm sitting there wondering, I'm sure somebody else out there is, and if they're strapped, strapped may not be the right word, but if finances are an issue because mm-hmm. of a restrictive budget, I would really want to know before I pursued it because it might hold me back. But if I knew there was an opportunity, I'm going to make the phone call. Just call and ask. Just yeah, call, call and, and ask. ask. And Larry will talk about it when he's talking about the QMED here in like a minute or two, but there's also really good funding opportunities available for a majority of the classes at the Maritime Training Center. Uh, okay. Joe, Joe jokes that I'm the Oprah of classes when I'm on the radio, because I'm like, you get a class, you get a class, everybody gets a class. Yeah. Um, I cannot, I've never been, I've never been around a university institution that works so hard to make funding so freely available to the people taking their classes. So, All right, good. Um, I'll lead into the Maritime Training Center now so that Larry can talk. Um, to give an overview of the classes that are starting so that you can register basic refrigeration uh started last night um but you can still call and try to get into that uh so 228-4511 uh we have basic training our basic training that's starting on the 28th is full but we've just opened a new session uh that's going to be starting in april so if you need to get your basic training done give us a call again at the end of the month, on the 24th to the 25th, we have a two-day class, uh, Crisis Management and Human Behavior. Uh, in April, we've got a one-day class on crowd management. Uh, that's April 2nd. And then on April 6th to 7th, we have Tow Apprentice Upgrade. Uh, April 11th through the 15th, we have Fast Rescue Boat Training. Uh, and then something else that Larry will talk about, I think, is that April 22nd through the 25th, and it's designed to work with people who have full-time jobs, so it's like an evening class, uh, weekend, and then an evening class. It's outboard maintenance for boat owners. Oh, right on. Yeah, awesome. so you can, you can know how to strip down your engine, troubleshoot it, fix stuff yourself. Um, it's traditionally been a really popular class uh, with, uh, with are, local boat owners. Are these offered at any other campuses? Um, I know they're not being offered right now. Some iterations on some campuses. Okay, gotcha. Right. No worries. Right. Yeah. But I but don't think they're being offered this semester. Again, you call the number and you'll find out. Right, 228-4511. Okay, carry on. And then advanced firefighting uh, at the end of the month of April on the 25th to the 28th. So lots of good classes coming up. Um, just give us a call. We've got flyers available. You can check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can go to catch.alaska.edu. And uh, this leads us into... Larry. Well, before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, and um, then I will reintroduce you for people that joined the show late, and uh, we won't do a complete recap, Michelle. We'll just tell them what they can call you about, and then we'll get on with Larry, who's going to talk about some great trade opportunities. I'm Mike Clasby, along with uh, Michelle Lampton and um, Larry um, Olone from the University of Alaska Southeast, and we'll be right back with more First City Forum after these messages. 
And thank you, Ann, from Island Tile, and welcome, everybody, back to First City Forum. And uh, once again, Michelle uh, Lampton, Lampton uh, the, from the Upper Campus, and she's a radio rep and works full-time in the library at UAS. And now we're going to go, as you were going to hand it off, uh, Michelle, to Larry, I'm going to bail you right back in there. Oh, well, Larry, let's, what's happening down here? <clears throat> Lots happening down here. Um, it's been a real privilege uh, working down here at the uh, uh, Maritime Center, uh, mm -hmm. building the courses over the last few years and the like. We have a lot going on, and um, I'd really like to emphasize that everything that we do down here is very definitely occupationally related. It has to do with improving skills, getting a new job, getting a better job, upgrading skills like that. That really is what we do. I'll get into more of that in just a moment. I want to, Michelle mentioned it, um, we started a refrigeration class uh, last night. If you wanted to get in, um, you could, the next one would be on Thursday night. This is a very brief, abbreviated uh, refrigeration class. We usually don't run them this short. And so it's a good one for people that want an introduction, want to know what this stuff is. Okay, so Larry, um, I think the similarities around a lot of communities, <clears throat> but we're local, so I'm gonna talk about Southeast Alaska. Juno's running into similar problems with employees, lack of. Ketchikan is and has been in the trades for quite a while. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Sitka. I was working over there. And Ken at Sitka Electric and his two sons came to me a couple years ago, and they wanted to write a recruitment ad that talked to youngsters that didn't have the wherewithal or the desire to go to college. Yes. They were wondering, what is a book degree really going to do for me? And I'm not poo-pooing them because they're still important. But I think what's elevated in the last 15 years is the value and the importance of trade education without going to school. You're talking to the choir here, Mike. Good. So um, I was talking to Vanessa at Schmuck Electric, for example. And I, I don't mind talking about specific businesses if there are advertisers. And sometimes I don't care whether they advertise with us or not. If it's something that will fit the community and be beneficial to the local small businesses and to the local residents who are looking for a way to make a living. Where, and they're living in a place that's not the cheapest in the world to live. I'll guarantee you that. So, And you know that. Everybody that's listening to me knows that. So. Um, she's doing the same thing. They've been running an ad forever on Facebook looking for, you said, refrigeration, and a class is going to start Thursday. There's a prime example, very specific, to that you we just hit the bullseye with, a, with what you're going to talk about and with what a local business is looking for and with an opportunity that is out there for somebody that wants to put forth the effort. That's the perfect segue for me to get up on my soapbox and talk about the trades. I'll okay. Try to, I won't go for too long. I cannot as long as you want. I cannot overemphasize how much opportunity is out there for young people entering the trades. Now you're going to have to get training, and in this day and age, for the most part, you either need the equivalent of a two-year associate's degree or you need the equivalent of an apprenticeship, which in the end, that's what you uh, basically end up with. But that is the opportunity for entry-level employment across the board. Whenever I go anywhere mm -hmm. and I talk to my colleagues out of there, whether I'm going to a diesel instructor's conference or a refrigeration instructor's conference, I always ask, I say, what does it look like for your students? And every single one of them says, the phone is ringing off the hook. You got to be realistic why this is, okay? I was born exactly in the middle of the baby boom generation, okay? During my entire lifetime, there was this huge swell of people that was working their way through the workforce, okay? Our generation was replaced by much smaller generations behind them, and often our educational system lost track of the value of the trade. People were not being prepped to being brought into the trades. So now, we have these opportunities are opening up absolutely everywhere. I can't even tell you about some of the opportunities that um, open up. Uh, my particular uh, background is in diesel engines. I'm a retired marine engineer. I went to sea for a living. You can go to community college programs where the manufacturers are lined up directly with the college. 
they um, they provide equipment for the college then they have students come into a dealership on an internship and then if you're if you're sharp sometimes those manufacturers will hire you directly onto their uh, uh, onto their own staff okay can you imagine can you imagine being 25 years old and being a factory rep for Cummins engine company it's just like it's there for you it really is I'm get, I get excited about this well stuff. you should <laughs> get excited because Larry when we were kids and I'm a little older than you, but we're in the same decade. Yep. yep. We, we wouldn't even, never even thought about that. What the deal was, was where are you going to go to college after you graduate? Well, I'm going to skip one semester, maybe two, because I want a break, and then I'm going to go to school, and I got to get my degree. And then I'm going to go out when I finally have got my degree and I have my GPA. Hopefully it's good enough. Now I can go apply for jobs. And then you got to go through and you get a I'm not putting down some of the jobs I had before, but if I had a clue that it would be so easy, and it would have been then, we just had that perceptive barrier that you have to get your degree first before you could go into a trade. Now you don't. Those people are clamoring and crying for it. Ken was in Sitka. Vanessa is here in, at Smoke, And Smoke's got, they've got um, shops in Juneau and Sitka and Ketchikan, so they're all over southeast, and it's... I, I could get as excited as you do. Let me, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here, guys. Okay. <laughs> let me jump in here, guys. Uh, and let's say one of the things that I do appreciate about UAS Ketchikan, and, and to be clear, like we're saying UAS, that so we're here representing UAS. Larry and I are here representing UAS Ketchikan. Ketchikan. And in my mind, UAS Ketchikan is its own beast. And, uh, you know, our director, Priscilla Schulte, puts, and Larry started to mention this, puts so much attention to make sure that both the academic opportunities are available for the people who want that track and the trade opportunities are available for the people who want that track. Um, and I do think, I mean, like, I mean, I went to college. I, I, I worked for a year at Costco for five years. I actually worked for five years, but I worked for a year at Costco before going to college in Missoula. Yep. Um, graduated law school from Missoula. Oh, uh, for you know, you. I was a trial lawyer for 11 years. Yep. I'm kind of in retirement work and library work, something gentle. Um, and I appreciate the path that I took. But the flip side is I also know that when I talk to students, you really have to talk to the person and the individual to see what is it they want out of life? What is it that they're well suited for? And the truth is, is some people are really well suited to go in one direction and some people are really well suited to go another direction. And I, I agree with both of you that the emphasis has been so much on just college. These other trade skills and opportunities for employment have been have been overlooked, right? They've been they've been they've been kind of pushed down and not focused on, right? They've been minimized. Um, but I think UAS Catch Can gets that balance really, really right. Well, I'm glad you jumped in and did that, Michelle, because I was certainly not poo-pooing anything, <laughs> but I'm I was boosting the opportunities in the trade, which is what you're doing. And I think you are absolutely right. Highlighting everything and not dimming the light on one and putting the spotlight on the other is the best way to do it. And I think that's what you just did. And it's very important to note that all of these things require technical training. Yep. Okay. Whether it's going directly to school, whether it's going to a trade school. Uh, or getting a, a union apprenticeship program or a private company apprenticeship program. All of those things are training opportunities. Okay, you're just not going to walk off the street today and be an HVAC and R repairman tomorrow. It's just not going to be. It's going to take training to get you there, and that's the opportunity. That you, wanna, you know what you just reminded me of? The Smothers Brothers. Was oh, that right? My old man's a refrigerator repairman. What do you think about that? He wears a refrigerator repairman's collar, and he wears a refrigerator repairman's hat. Well, now somebody youngster can do that. Instead of being my old man, you'll be the kid. And opportunity is just, it's unbelievable. I can tell you more stories no, about let me, that. Let me jump in, too. Like, just because we're talking so much. I keep touching Larry on the shoulder. I'm sorry. Uh, um, it's not just maritime. We're talking about maritime stuff here. But I always want to emphasize the skills that you learn here are transferable to land-based trades. Great. Absolutely like, are. Okay. Absolutely are. Which will, um, in just a moment, I'll talk about uh, one of my favorite programs here, the QMED program and what that is. There's a couple other things that I want to mention. Talking about training programs, we have a hydraulics class coming up, also uh, a little bit shorter than normal. Um, it's going to be in April. It's two nights a week, Tuesday and Thursday nights, plus one day on Saturday. 
Um, we're uh, paring it down to the essentials of what hydraulics is. That's always an interest to people. Um, I notice I get uh, people coming off the commercial fishing uh, fleet that know how to fish, okay? They, they, they went to work and they know how to fish, but they're uh, lacking sometimes in technical skills, and one of the ones that they particularly want is hydraulics. So we can offer introductory um, uh, level at that. So that's in April, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 5.30 to 8.30 plus one Saturday, yet to be determined. I'll pull the class on what Saturday they want to come in. Um, Michelle mentioned a few minutes ago, but our outboard motor class is uh, April 22nd to 25th. That's a Friday evening, a Saturday, and a Sunday. That's one people that really like. We've got a real crackerjack uh, instructor that we bring down from uh, Juneau to teach that one. Um, this is a, um, it's designed to be a boat owner's outboard motor maintenance class, okay? We're not gonna take the power head off an outboard and rebuild that, that's not what we're doing. We're doing going through all of the things that an outboard motor uh, owner should do to ensure the longevity of their, um, uh, of their motor, doing things like uh, changing the lower end oil, changing the, the impeller in there, uh, making sure that your fuel is dry. How do you actually get that thing set up on the boat properly so that it's really at the right position? Uh, we got a great uh, instructor, Trevor Fritz, that comes down for that. And uh, we've got the equipment to, to work with uh, on that one. So it's a good class. Um, also, uh, one that I want to mention, this is going to be a first time. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited. I don't get excited about things too often. But uh, we have a manufacturer-sponsored class on small vessel steering systems. This, um, we haven't done this here before. We're bringing in a major manufacturer. Um, if somebody knows anything about theirs, they probably know the name Seastar. They're big in the small vessel uh, uh, steering gear um, uh, market. And uh, these folks are gonna come in and specifically talk about uh, both mechanical and hydraulic small vessel systems. Um, these what small vessel? What under under 50 or 60 feet. Okay. So you. those are still pretty good sized ones. And they you, are. You take a, a 40 foot boat with uh, three, uh, two or 300 horsepower motors on there, it takes some cranking to get everything to turn and move. So that's specifically what this kind of stuff is. Uh, this is not a sales seminar. These are, these are the people. These are the manufacturers rep, and they're going to talk about these things at some length. Uh, it's kind of funny. I worked on uh, some of the biggest ships and some of the biggest engines in the world. The smaller end of the, of the, world, of the market is not really my expertise, and so I'm really looking forward to attending. I'm going to attend this class myself, okay? So this is going to be on March 20, Saturday, March 26th from 9 in the morning to 3 p.m. It's free. They're going to supply um, uh, snacks and drinks on that. Um, I'm going to read off the direct contact uh, uh, for this, and in case you missed this, call the college mm -hmm. at, what's that number? Right, you, and you're given the number because you have to RSVP, right? Yes. Right. Okay, so uh, let me do that first. You're okay. going to give two numbers. Yes. The first one is? Okay, the first one is the college number. If you missed this registration information, call the college at 228-4511, and they will know um, how to uh, uh, get you through, and, and they'll provide the registration information. This is limited. Um, I know we're not filled up yet, but again, because of restrictions, we can't just fill classrooms up to the max. So um, there's already a fair number of people registered for this. Again, it's free. But it's a one-time deal. One-time deal. Um, if this goes well, um, they're offering the first half of their steering gear uh, training, their official training session, so that'll be Saturday. If this goes well in the future, we will offer both the beginning and advanced steering gear systems training a full weekend of this stuff. Okay. This, this is the good stuff. It, it really is. Okay, so I'm going to give you um, the, um, the folks that are putting this thing on is a company called uh, Dometic. They're the one that own the Seastar brand. And the representative is Tammy Anset, A-N-S-E-T-T. -T. Now, her contact is T-A-N-S-T-E-T-T -T -T at Derema, D-E-R-E-M-A dot com. Okay, and her cell number for registration is 561 866 
888-888-8485. I'm not going to go over that one again. If you Just go it. over the phone number one more time because the email is too long. Okay, and this is Tammy Anset, and her phone number is 561-866-8485. Okay. Or, just, or just call us at the campus, and we'll get that information to you. Perfect. Yeah, um, I would highly recommend. I am looking forward to this one. So that's our hydraulic steering class. Okay, last thing I want to talk about here is our... Um, a maritime and multi-skilled worker uh, QMED uh, program that we have in the fall. This runs from uh, mid-September to uh, early December. And folks, let me tell you, if you're looking for a way to get out on uh, get out on the water uh, in a credentialed job, mm -hmm. this is real opportunity. We started this class in the fall of 2013, and every single person that has gone through here that wants to work is working. And um, the, uh, some of the very first people in my first couple classes are now sailing as licensed marine engineers. Wow, good deal. It is. So I want to talk about what this actually is. First of all, we actually call it the Maritime and Multi-Skilled Worker class because it covers all of the basic industrial trades, introductory level to the basic industrial trades. Things like uh, diesel engines, welding, hydraulics, uh, refrigeration. It is introductory, we only got 12 weeks. Every one of those things is a complete industry in its own right, so we give you the introductory level uh, to the stuff. Um, I have people, believe it or not, there's people that are uh, not interested in going to sea for a living out there. I don't know why that could be, <laughs> but this leads into all of these other things, uh, particularly the shipyard. When we were setting this up, they were very interested in this uh, multi-skilled um, uh, opportunity that we met. I've had students work for various mechanical contractors around town and so again it leads into these kind of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Your employer is always going to be looking. He's got a couple people. He's always going to be looking who has shown some initiative mm -hmm. in getting some training. That's the person that I want to bring on. Your employer is investing money in you when they're training you. Okay. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. They absolutely you just are. had somebody put on the, the Noah Vessel Shimada, right? Yes. So I'll talk about that in just a second. So this is real mm -hmm. opportunity. Uh, what is a QMED, Qualified Member of the Engineering Department? This is an important thing. This is a U.S. Coast Guard approved class. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, you get 60 days of seat time. You still need to get an additional 120 uh, uh, days of sea time to get your QMED credential. After the 60 days. After the 60 days. So you days. need a half a year. Correct. Okay. And the QMED is the first credentialed position in the engine room. You can start out as a wiper. You don't need any credentials at all. But to get to the QMED, you have to take a test um, and put some time in. So this um, offers the uh, entry-level opportunity for that. There may be um, internships uh, available from the Marine Highway, uh, which is how most people that have taken this class have gotten their next 120 days. Uh, there are opportunities beyond that. Um, I've had a couple of people get on with NOAA on their research vessels, uh, get hired on as a GVA, General Vessel Assistant. They knock out that next 120 days. And one of the great things about taking this Coast Guard approved class is with your class certificate plus your next 120 days of seat time, the Coast Guard issues you your QMED certificate, okay? And when you get your QMED by the Coast Guard, approval yes you can work anywhere you can In, inland waters international waters any 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 type any place that's on a, a coast guard inspected vessel yep. that requires this uh, a sorts of uh, a credentialing aboard and so um a couple of years ago i totaled up and as far as i can tell uh, we've had students working for 13 different employees uh, employers here in the country with the bulk of them being um, with the Alaska Marine Highway, uh, maybe down at Washington State Ferries. We've put a couple of people in with NOAA in the last couple of years. There's real opportunity there. Uh, this is always a, a little bit of a cyclic um, a business. Um, and I have people calling me. I'm not, not going to say that the phone is ringing off the hook because this is a really kind of a small business, which is a little bit tough why it's tough to get in there. and People don't know the opportunity that's there. But I have people calling me up and say, Larry, you get this? And I said, well, I'll put the word out because we always do to all of our previous graduates. I said, but I'll tell you, 
every single person that I know that wants to work is working. And these are good jobs. Don't want to overemphasize that, but these are jobs that pay significantly more than average working man's wages. So, um, and benefits as well? Benefits, yes. <laughs> so could you give us a ballpark, a medium range of income and benefits that might fall into that category? So I'm going to be, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with this. Don't want to overly glorify things. So 12 weeks of training, you get your uh, internship done, you're now a QMED, okay? Entry first year, uh, first level of QMED, depending on who you're working for, you can expect to make forty to $50,000 a year. Okay. Then it goes up from there, and particularly if you get um, uh, held over in overtime, you make money by working overtime in this mm. business. And I, I, I don't want to blow any smoke here. I have students that are making eighty dollars to $100,000 a year out there with this kind of training. That's amazing. Ordinary working person off the street. Uh, and, I, and I want to emphasize, I get, have um, a lot of women in my classes these days. When I started in this business, women were rare. And nowadays, there's a, a significant number of them are coming into the business. This is a great place uh, to start um, if you're not going to go to one of the maritime academies, and not everybody's cut out to do one of those right off the bat. This is a great way to get into the business. It takes, after you've got your QMED, it takes about 1,100 days of seat time in order to be able to sit for your third assistant engineer's license. 1,100? 1,100. Three years. Yes, okay. and so so that means three years. So that's if you work uh, year round, nonstop. Most people are going to work six to seven months a year. So the reality is, it six takes years. you five to six years okay. to get that kind of time in. That's why my first people in the 2013 class started getting their uh, licenses in the 2018-2019 range. Okay, and I've now had several um, a step up into that one. As a matter of fact. Uh, not only sailing, but the first one who got the first guy to get his license actually now has a, a permanent third assistance mm -hmm. job. Okay, those are really good jobs. Okay. Let me let me if I can, Larry. Let me jump in and say, you know, the big question is like, well, how do I how do I afford it if this is twelve weeks of full time education? This is one of these programs where we work so hard to get uh, to get funding, state funding. So there's something called the Step Grant. And there's other scholarships available. And Larry, maybe you can mention this more. There's a good chance that you're going to get a significant, a significant portion of your tuition for those 12 weeks paid for. This this class is a 19 credit hour, real university credit hour, credit hour class. Okay, and that comes with a cost associated with it. If you take a look at the flyer and you say $6,300, I can't afford that. Don't even let that even slow you down reaching for the telephone. Call 228-4511 and you will be per, put in contact with the folks that can help you. First of all, call and they might uh, uh, send, if you got questions, they will send uh, you to me to talk about it. Uh, but as far as financial aid and things like that, we normally have a significant amount of financial aid available. So don't let that uh, keep you uh, from applying on this. The class again is mid-September to um, early December, covering all of the uh, basic industrial uh, trades, diesel welding, hydraulics, refrigeration, um, electricity on there. Um, it, it is its introductory level type stuff. You're not going to come out of this class and be a full-fledged journeyman diesel mechanic. Okay, can't do that. Okay, however, you are going to have a very good idea about how all this stuff works. You're going to have a very good idea um, about how a ship works. You're going to know the name of the pointy end of the of the ship and the square end of the, square ship. End of the ship. And then you'll know all those things in there, the structure that go up into it. Okay, so it's a uh, it's uh, all day, got to mention. It's all day, every day. It's nine to, to four every single day. It's mandatory. Seven days a week? Five days a week. Five days a week. We okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. five days a week, mandatory attendance. This is a business that runs on time and expects you to show up. And that's one of the things that, you know, 
we're there to, to help you with, okay? Some folks these days have a hard time showing up on time. You're going to get over that. You are in a hurry or you're not going to finish it. <laughs> and the reason, that we, the reason that we start pushing this so early in the year, comparatively, is A, it's a big time commitment. So people need to make time in their schedules for this. B, you need to make sure that you're talking to us about funding because it takes time to make sure that we get you that funding as much as possible. And then C, it's because space is limited. So... It's one of those. It's one of those courses. We actually have to plan far out so we get that word out. People can make that space in their life and get that funding to actually attend that class successfully. Yeah, yeah don't don't wait until the last minute. I realize that there are um, things in everybody's lives that sometimes it's hard to schedule, but uh, please start talking to us early about this, and so we can help you with that. Again, lots of lots of stuff in here. Uh, uh, QMed is. Um, my my little baby here, and I love to talk about this. As I said earlier, I'm a I'm a retired marine engineer. It was exactly what I was cut out for in life, and so it's at the point in time that I'm kind of passing this knowledge and skills along to people that I see are very doing very well for themselves. This is a good time for a break. All right, we'll take a quick break on uh, First City Forum here on KTKN, and then we're going to come back and wrap this up. We'll be right back with uh, Michelle Lampton and Larry Olone for them to tell you one more time how to get a hold of them. And Tracy Brown said this morning on his show there's a 50%, no 70, maybe 80 for the next week. <laughs> All right, we're running out of time. We're coming up on the top of the hour of news. we got a couple more commercials to run. So real quick wrap-up for you two from the U.S. here in Ketchikan, specifically offering a lot more yeah. on this campus than some of the other campuses do. Michelle? Mike, thank you so much for having us today and taking the time. Uh, give us a call at 228-4511 if you have questions about anything that's been brought up. As a reminder, basic refrigeration started yesterday, but call us today if you want to squeeze into that class. Intro to Citizen Science class with Dr. Robinson starts tonight, so call us today, and there's funding available for that if you want to register. Uh, and at the end of the month, we're going to have Professor Gary Freitag giving an Ask UAS presentation at the library. So give us a call, 228-4511. Um, and if you want to attend Ask UAS in person, you do need to RSVP. Otherwise, it'll be Facebook Live. Larry, anything else? Just a quick recap. Um Hydraulics class coming up in April, uh, 228-4511 for, for particulars, outboard motor class, uh, April 22nd to 25, and this hydraulic uh, st or steering, um, uh, a steering gear class, um, a manufactured sponsored steering gear class, which is going to be new, and I am really quite enthusiastic about seeing that come. QMED class in the fall, uh, give us a call, and we'll be happy to talk to you about that. All right. Good deal, you guys. A lot of good stuff. I want you to come back. Thank Please, you, Mike. We will. Anytime. <laughs> when would be a good time? Uh, we're, here every third, we're here every third uh, Every third Wednesday. Oh, you are? Mm -hmm. Oh, you are. It's already planned with Catherine. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I want to thank Catherine Tatsuda, who had to be gone today, for lining you up. I'm glad she has you on a regular basis. It was very nice to meet you all. More information coming, and you're full of it. This is obvious that you're full of information <laughs> so that's gonna do it it's been my pleasure i'm mike clasby folks thanks for listening you're listening to first city forum and we're gonna hear a couple more commercials we're gonna hear one exactly from diesel doc next talking about steering and hydraulics that's what molly and mike are special are specializing in and the rest of our sponsors and news follows we'll be back tomorrow with more first city forum a little bit after 11 i'm mike clasby have a pleasant afternoon